2: Beam me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beam me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beam me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beam me up. Yay, what's the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window what's
3: seat still available? Beam me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-workers at church... Oh, just beam me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! Happy being alive, Day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. The DA Show. Every single weekday morning, 6 until 10 Eastern Time, 3 until 7 Pacific, on the ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network. Coming up this hour here on the show in 20 minutes, we are stunned to a news. And in 40 minutes... Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. But I want to begin with the New York Giants as Brian Dable came into the season with pretty massive credibility and long leash from Giants fans. I think the media and the public in general. He was in Buffalo when Josh Allen was at his best, was at his peak. Last year, Allen seemed to struggle at times. Perhaps that's because of the injury. But then week one, he was a disaster, and people are pointing out that maybe Allen has really struggled since Brian Dayball has left. Dayball went to New York, and the Giants went from trash to making the playoffs and winning a playoff game. This is a pretty massive week For the Giants because they just got smashed to smithereens 40 to nothing at home by your division rival Dallas Cowboys. Now you go on the road to Arizona against a really bad Cardinals team and you absolutely have to win that game. The Giants cannot afford to go to 0-2 and you certainly can't afford to go 0-2 if it includes a loss against what could be the worst team of the NFL in the Cardinals. You can't follow up a destruction and implosion of the hands of the Cowboys at home with a losing to the worst team in the NFL. And Dayball is starting to take some criticism. Of course, when you lose 40 to nothing, everything is put into question. But also, why did Dayball leave Daniel Jones in so long in that game when clearly he was out of reach? Allowing the very ferocious Cowboys front seven to keep teeing off including Micah Parsons on the starting quarterback of the G-men. So that's one thing. They got blown out. They looked like trash and then Jones was just getting killed all all night and he never took him out. Then we had this report from Michael Kay who is the voice of the Yankees on the Yes Network on TV and also hosts an afternoon show on ESPN in New York on radio. And he said that on Saturday night, quote, Dable had a huge party at his house. This is the truth. You're not throwing a big party if you're about to get your butt kicked by the Cowboys. So this took everyone by surprise, and that's what's scary. Nobody expected this sort of blowout. They thought they were going to play with them, and they didn't even show up. That scares me, guys. That shows me that they don't even have, they don't even know their own team. There's no way the head coach should throw a party like that the night before the opener if they think there's a chance they're going to get blown out. They just don't do that. Oh, boy. So maybe you have Dable, who's getting ahead of himself, inflated ego, too comfortable, throwing a big party on Saturday night, and then they get romped? Oh, but the report was incorrect. Michael Kay corrected himself yesterday, saying, quote, or Tuesday, I need to make a heartfelt apology to Dayball. I found out, and I should have done more work, I'm a complete ass for doing this. I found out later the party was for his six-year-old child. It was a birthday party. I should have dug deeper. I didn't think it was going to be a big thing, but it became a big thing. I should have checked it out further. I apologize to anybody who is impacted by my flippant remark about a party at his house. <laughs> Dable's family and the Giants have been very fair with us. It's a huge mistake. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same. Mm. So we went from Rager at the house Saturday night at Dable's crib to. It was a six-year-old birthday party. And definitely not a night party because you do not have a six-year-old birthday party on a Saturday night.
1: No keg stands or uh, tables are being smashed.
3: Nobody is coming over for Timmy's 6th at 9 o'clock as we crush beers, mix a bunch of cocktails, and blast EDM music. That is not the way your usual 6th birthday goes down. If it's a sixth birthday, you're over there at two o'clock. It's done by five. And at four o'clock, the parents are like, when's this wrapping up? Cause we got to go home. We got this practice or that thing, or this family thing, or in the morning, he's got soccer in the morning. He's got football. It ain't never a Saturday night. If it's a sixth birthday party, never. So not the same I mean, technically parties, two parties, but not the same. <laughs> Look, this is what I think happened with the Giants on Sunday. They are not in the same weight class as the Cowboys, and it got away from them. Do I think the Cowboys are 40 points better than the Giants? No. But are they better? Yes. The Cowboys are a playoff team that. If they had good coaching, good quarterbacking, and didn't have didn't get ahead of themselves with expectations, ego, self-indulgence, which the Cowboys always do, they could go to a Super Bowl probably. Eh, at least the NFC Championship game. I'm not sure I trust Dak ever in an NFC Championship game to win it. The Giants don't have that potential. They are not in that category. The Giants are about stringing together consecutive winning seasons. You have to remember this has been the Sahara for the Giants for a decade. They won the Super Bowl in 2011, and since then, it's been a big decade of fat zero zilch. Nothing. Garbage. Trash. Awful football. It's been bad coaching after bad coaching, bad football after bad football. They have not been able to escape it. So the fact that last year they were a winner, this is just about doing it again, so that last year wasn't the anomaly. But they're not in the Cowboys category. And so they should have lost that game by two touchdowns anyway, because that's the difference of the weight class. And they lost by 40 because it got away from them. And they played a terrible game, special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown, things like that. If you can just eliminate that, you know, the the Giants lose 20 to nothing instead of 40 to nothing. Or they lose 20 to three or something like that. That's, That's really the spread between the two teams. So I don't, Sit here and and believe that suddenly Brian Dayball has an ego and he thinks he's better than he is, and the Giants took that cue and you know they they needed their comeuppance. I'm I'm not of that opinion. And clearly throwing a six year old's birthday party on the Saturday before Week One of the NFL season, maybe not ideal, you know. But you know who knows? Maybe you just need to like decompress the day before the NFL season, and you just don't even want to think about football and. Boom! You know, you, you you throw a couple of hours with a clown and a bounce house, and you know you're done. You're you're on to Dallas the next day. I don't think that Dable's the issue right now. I do think though that there's a a reality that the pendulum has to swing back on Dable. That he is not the greatest thing ever. That he's not Bill Parcells 2.0. And I think Giants fans have a tendency to always assume. That, oh, this is going to be the thing that gets us back to the glory days. The the Cowboys have done the same thing. The Niners do the same thing. The Steelers, maybe a little bit less because they have the one guy usually for 20 years. But franchises that have had success, the fans are always one step away from being like, this is what gets us back. This is, uh, this smells like it used to. And... You know, it's it's usually always fool's gold. And the Giants have done this. Pat Shermer, this is the guy. They need the players coach after Coughlin. Then they got the talent. There's a lot of these same guys from the 2011 Super Bowl team, and it was garbage. Joe Judge. Well, Joe Judge is a tough guy. Judge feels a lot like Parcells. Judge, he's the guy. You know what? That's going to get toughness. Jersey. They did. And he was trash. And then Dable comes in and he looks like a Giants fan. He looks like Merez. He's overweight. He's bald. He likes beer. He likes hoagies. I mean, you know, he might as well be in the parking lot tailgating before the game. So, oh, that's the guy. Looks like us. And, you know, and he fist pumps fans. And, you know, he's he plays that well. And then they win. And Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and the offense seem like, you know what, they kind of got fixed. And it becomes, oh, you can do no wrong next year, Super Bowl. And, and the reality is that pendulum's got to swing back a little bit. He ain't perfect. He's not Tom Landry. He's not Bill Parcells, okay? He needs to string winning seasons together. And week one, that's also a reflection on him. Yes, the talent isn't what the Cowboys' talent is, but the Giants shouldn't be 40 points worse. They should not look like that. And this is a massive game for him against the Cardinals because if they lose this game on the road, suddenly last year, looks like it's totally fugazi that last year, just a lot of things bounced their way. And, you know, a little magic carpet ride action that now they've paid Daniel Jones. Now they're supposed to be a year better on the offensive line. Now they've added Darren Waller. Now they've drafted a wide receiver. Now you're supposed to be a little bit better. And if they're worse, much worse by getting blown out by 40 and then losing to the Cardinals, now Dable did not have that wonderful support unending. Oh, he's one of us. Now it's, wait a second. So I think that, you know, the Dable thing needed to kind of come back to the center a little bit. And maybe now it is. It is a thirsty Thursday, so let's tweet to some of the good stuff, shall we? DA on CBS. Again, DA on CBS. Man of Stats tweets. I want to toast my daughter, Emily, and my daughter, Quinn, and my amazing son, Ryan. That's the reason I wake up, and that's the reason I do it every day. Hashtag toast them. Booskies. Squishy Liquids toasting his UPS guy. You see, Santa wears a red suit and delivers gifts one day a year. He's got elves helping him out. My guy wears brown, delivers the goods five days a week all year by himself. And I hear there's no AC in those big brown sleds either. Hashtag toast them. Hashtag toast them. Booskies. Jason tweets, I'm toasting all the hardworking folks in Detroit that are going to make Ford Field the loudest building in the league this Sunday. I can't believe they bought all these blue ski masks on Amazon this week. Crazy stuff. Hashtag villains. Hashtag three pumps. Hashtag booskies. Booskies. The three pumps. You can't do the third pump, though, because you get the flag. That's just two pumps. Two pumps that I did right there on on the simulcast. This is a pretty cool story. That the Dallas Cow, I should say the Detroit Lions have their fans so fired up going into week two after the win in Kansas City that safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson has asked fans, you know what, show up in a blue ski mask like I did for week one. Gardner-Johnson said we're villains, right? It's part of us. It's the culture, and I'm changing it. Why was he in a blue ski mask in September? I will explain coming up here next. Plus, we're stunned to a news. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yes, and don't forget to listen to Sunday morning football coming up this weekend, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. Pacific. We will break down Saturday's college football action, preview NFL's Sunday, plus Lions great Lomas Brown is going to join us as the Lions are a hot team after winning week one in Kansas City, Sunday morning football with your best play-by-play calls in college football, excessive celebration. We've got your insider segment. We've got your Vegas Virtuoso, a sports gambling segment, for the NFL Sunday, for tips, insight. We've got it all. It is Sunday morning football beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. Pacific. And speaking of the Detroit Lions, as I mentioned before, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, safety of the Lions, wore a ski mask before the season opener against the Chiefs. Why? Warm enough. September in Kansas City ain't cold. He said, we're villains, right? We're villains. It's part of us. It's the culture. And I'm changing it. He said he wants to see fans ditch paper bags over their head and replace them with blue ski masks. No paper bags. Ski masks. We're taking what's ours. There's a new sheriff in town. So Lions fans, who have traditionally been one of the best fan bases in the NFL, never to be rewarded with a winner, went on Amazon and crushed it, buying all of the blue ski masks out there. So on Sunday, when you watch the Lions... In Detroit, you are going to see thousands of Lions fans in blue ski masks. And what's not to love about this? We're taking what's ours. I might even say we're unkillable. They host the Seahawks, a 1 o'clock Eastern kick on Fox on Sunday. This is awesome. When was the last time Lions fans had a chance to be bullies, to be villains, to be anything besides sad sacks? When was the last time Lions fans felt invigorated enough to do something like this, play a character which was not Bozo the Clown? I love it. There's a new sheriff in town. We're taking what's ours where the villains wear a ski mask. This is the type of thing that energizes a city and a fan base and does change the culture. We're not the ones getting robbed and stuck up all the time, pushed up against lockers and punched in the face. We're the ones doing the punching. Get up. Get your act together. We are unkillable if you didn't kill us since 1957, we're unkillable! I think the Lions have been killed basically every year since then, but I love this. Lions fans are just waiting, waiting to do something, to be something, to go somewhere that matters. And... The fact that they've been handed a franchise that's won one playoff game, one in however many decades, and they've seen Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders and Billy Sims and these great players, Chris Spielman, Herman Moore, go come through and never win playoff games. Matthew Stafford, It's just, it's been a sin, and yet they show up every single Sunday. Every Sunday they're there. They're loyal, loyal to a fault. And the Ford family's given them nothing but embarrassment and shame. And now they're good, and they're ready, and they're buying up every ski mask on Amazon, and it's going to be a scene, and I love it. And I said this on Monday last Monday, no, this Monday, no, last Friday, after, my brain's gone, after they beat the Chiefs, I said, what you're seeing from Dan Campbell is he's growing into the role of head coach instead of cheerleader. And maybe they needed a cheerleader when he first took over to kind of drag them into a modern football world. Maybe he needed them to believe in something they didn't believe in. And so he had to bite kneecaps and cry at press conferences and say crazy things. And I think now you're not seeing that. He's certainly emotional. He's certainly a guy that still you know, pours passion into the job and is fired up. But I don't think it comes off as like a JV football coach. Players are starting to take cues. We're supposed to be good. We are good. We're going to be good. I like it. I like it a lot. Iron Man Sean is toasting his daughter. She's 12 and about to be 13. She just made the National Honor Society on top of being part of musical theater, playing the cello and playing volleyball as well. I'm a very proud father. Hashtag toaster. Booski. And we met Sean's daughter at the Bob's Bar Show, and it was really cool that they made the trek. They drove up from South Carolina. What type of loyalty is that when our listeners are driving from South Carolina as a family to come see us? My only regret is that she had to witness Badlands Booker, her hero, belch in Mraz's face, forcing him to gag on the spot she didn't need to see that she's a national honor society student she does not need to see that and she probably didn't also need to see Boyle being oiled up by Gordon in Vancouver
2: I would argue that no one needed to see Gordon oil up Boyle mm-hmm. Boyle oiled by itself mm-hmm. not terrible mm-hmm. but Gordon's enjoyment of <laughs> oiling boil is probably the thing that wasn't safe for kids or most adults.
3: Certainly didn't feel that way. No. Yeah. Brett and Boise tweets, "If Ryan Botcher is running the wheels of steel today, tell him to watch what he chirps about in regarding Boise. I live here. I've been playing Madden before that young little turd was even born. I know it's after hours right now, but I just finished the show in podcast form." Now, this is not a toast, I don't think, unless we're toasting to beating up Botcher. (laughs) It sounds like some might toast to that. But Brennan Boise is fired up because yesterday, Bouncing Baby Boy told us about this crazy thing called a John Madden hex. and I never heard of this before, but John Madden apparently was an old football coach I don't remember those days, but I guess he coached the Raiders.
2: Yeah, but like in the 70s, I think. We yeah. weren't
3: born then yet, yeah. right. so that's not our fault. And then I guess he was a broadcaster after that. I guess he called some big games. That I kind of remember. And then, I don't know, what. I guess he played video games a lot. It's weird for an old man. Madden doesn't strike me as a guy that would play video games. This John Madden, a former football coach, but this is what Bouncing Baby Boy tells me. And that he has a game, a video game, called... John Madden football and that every year apparently they have a player on the cover of this video game now this is kind of weird to me because I remember like Frogger Donkey Kong I don't remember players of the front of these these things I remember cartoons like Centipede and Asteroid but I guess that's what's happening nowadays
2: well but I mean just think like Mario was on the cover of a Mario Brothers game. So if this is a football game, I guess you would put a football player on the cover. But I guess they're
3: using real football players now. I mean, back in the day, there were no football players. They were just like fake little guys running
2: around. Or like my favorite Nintendo ice hockey game, Ice Hockey, where it was just like short, skinny, and fat. Three types of players. That was it. Yeah.
3: So Bouncing Baby Boy says that this former coach, this guy, has a football game every year and the players are on the cover, and that every year the player that's on the cover actually has a bad year the next year, and he says it's like, almost like a curse or something. So we nicknamed it the Madden Curse. So I hadn't heard of this. You hadn't heard of this either. No,
2: but of course I went home and asked Jake, who's nine, and he's like, yeah,
3: Dad, hmm. of
2: course. Wow. So uh,
3: whatever. We're out. We're out to lunch on this, I guess. But I don't think a lot of people have heard about it anyway, so I don't think we're that much, like, the minority here
2: and i still think madden madness is better than madden curse madden
3: madness yeah i like alliteration yeah that's pretty good and we were kind of lamenting the fact that we hadn't heard about this but then botcher who's a diaper D alien and on the the board this week because baladi's in week two of paternity leave said well they just got madden in boise anyway And that wasn't nice by Botcher because we have a big fan base in Boise. And Boise is a great town. It's a college town. It's a wonderful place for hiking and fishing and outdoors outdoors activities. It's a beautiful, clean city. It's a friendly city. They don't want me saying this because they don't want anybody else moving in. But it is a really great place.
2: (laughs) They've had enough. (laughs) And
3: Botcher took a hatchet to it and acted like it was... Bumble, you know what? And that's not nice. And Botcher needs to know his role. And the people in Boise are calling him a young little turd. So it's, you know, I didn't think that it would take a turn like this. Yeah, Botcher is usually a pretty pleasant, polite young man. But Respectful. Now, but now in Boise, he's considered a villain. And he's going to be wearing the ski mask that the Lions fans are as he... I just takes the, the soul out of Boise as a young little turd like himself. He's basically now a shock jock.
2: You might have to move. Uh, as we've learned from our fine fleshy friends, you anger people and right on the internet goes your home address. So if you don't want folks coming and ringing your doorbell and yelling at you or your parents about your little turdness, <laughs> I would just, I'd a watch nervous. our step here. It's
1: okay. I, I will make a, an apology kind of, I'm not actually going to do this, but I, I sincerely apologize to the people of Boise, Idaho. You don't have
3: to do this. You're, you are you could be yeah. a villain, Botcher. Yeah. You're, I, you're a young buyer. little turd. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I'm not educated in, in Boise. I know they they the one with the bad college football field. Blue. It's not ter- bad. Blue. Bad. B-A-D. Bad. Blue. Wow. It's bad. Blue, it's I'm colorblind. Blue. Can't see it. It sucks. Terrible That's right. Field. You are colorblind. Well, don't blame boise or the broncos for your deficient eyesight that's not their fault you're not being accept, accepting to the mm. people that can't see correctly i'd argue that you should
3: just see colors
2: that's that seems to be a you problem not a them
3: problem flieger and briggs tweets seriously what am i missing you're talking about john madden like you could have not possibly heard of him before guys he he coached how long ago who's ever heard of this guy John Madden football is now a thing? He, I honestly don't even think that he's alive anymore. And we all have blind spots. I mean, they're just
2: things that we just don't know about. Like, DA, you go back as far as the 85 Bears. That's the beginning of your NFL knowledge. <laughs> I I can remember Jeff Hostetler taking over for Phil Simms and uh-huh. getting John Super Bowl. That, so if it happened before then... Sometimes I'm SOL. I only know about Vince Lombardi because I went to Fordham and his name, and there's a plaque and there's uh-huh. a whole athletic center. But I'd gone anywhere else. But had I gotten a Duke like Sean, I wouldn't have known anything about that. But there's a
3: curse with a video game. What is this even on? Are we still playing Genesis? Is this on Sega? It just seems like a stretch. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy
2: theory guy. You're telling me that a video game cover on Atari is leading to
3: players getting hurt or. Forgetting how to play football. Where is Donkey Kong's sprained
1: ankle or an ACL? I don't see it, EJ. I don't see it either. And why would a player want to be on this cover? Is what I'm trying to figure out as well. Like, if you know that this is coming, that you're gonna have a bad season or you may have a bad injury, why why would you say, you know what? No thanks. Yeah.
3: To a video game nobody's ever heard of before right. either. Unknown video game, unknown guy attached to the video game, and you're just going to be on the cover, and there's a hex, which we're calling here on the show Madden Curse. I think it's kind of catchy. I think we'll brand that, the Madden Curse. That's what we're calling it anyway, but I don't know. Anyway... Standing by with headlines this morning is a kind sir Andrew bogish
2: Da. Neither the Eagles nor the Vikings played well Sunday, but at least Philly got a win. Kevin O'Connell's team came up short at home against the Buccaneers, but at least they get a quick chance to get right.
1: We can at least get those cleaned up, uh, go into a really tough challenge
3: on Thursday night with a with clean plans and and, and have a little bit better uh, overall execution and 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 more importantly, just limit those self-inflicted things. I think we'll. Uh, you know, being in, in good shape to to compete and, and try to win our first game.
2: These two played in Philly in primetime in week two last season as well. That was a Monday night, and the Eagles won 24-7. Philly will not have running back Kenneth Gainwell or corner James Bradbury for this one, uh. and D-lineman Fletcher Cox is a game-time decision with a rib injury. Bears wideout, Chase Claypool, Flirting with being a healthy scratch for Sunday in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, only two targets, neither of which was a completion in Week One. But more importantly, Claypool showed limited effort when blocking. And so they're going to bench him. So it was, it was uh, open door. Everything's on the table, according to Matt Eberflus, because the oh blocking,
3: my goodness,
2: the blocking was super noticeable, or the lack thereof. So it's been talked about post game, and then. During the Monday kind of, it's rehash.
3: already unraveling in Week Two in Chicago. Yes,
2: and what do they trade? What do they give the Steelers for him?
3: Hmm, I don't remember. It wasn't cheap. No, probably a two or something.
2: As I almost forgot to tell you last hour, the Rangers have lost Max Scherzer for at least the regular season, <laughs> but probably the postseason as well if they make it in the first place and then advance. The 39-year-old righty hurt a muscle that attaches your upper arm to your shoulder blade. GM Chris Young trying to be optimistic.
3: The team has such resolve and fight. Um, I'm not worried about that uh, from the mentality of the group. Uh, these guys are are um, strong, and uh, every time we face adversity this year, they've responded, and that's my expectation here. We have uh, we have a um, number of starting pitchers who can step in and fill this void, and um, ultimately we've put ourselves in great position despite the injuries that we've had, and uh, it's, I'm looking forward to the next two and a half weeks of baseball.
2: The Rangers did win their fifth in a row last night, 10 nothing in Toronto. They stay in. The second AL wild card spot, a half game better than the Mariners. The Blue Jays a game behind Seattle. The Reds tied the Diamondbacks for the last spot in the NL with a 4-3 win in Detroit and Arizona losing at the Mets 7-1. The Marlins a half game behind them, thanks to a 2-0 win in Milwaukee. The Braves clinched the NL East with a 4-1 win in Philly. That's six in a row, and their 26th division title overall extending. Their all time record. And the Red Sox, a team that has never been cursed or hexed before, is having a tough week. Mother Nature out to get them. A second rainout in three days at Fenway. So the Sox and Yankees will play another split doubleheader today. The NBA is doing more to limit load management with the Board of Governors passing some new rules yesterday. The league wants balance between resting star players at home and on the road. If anything, It should happen more at home. Fines for violations can eventually pass $1 million. For the record, Chase
3: Claypool traded for a second rounder. And that was number 32 overall used by the Steelers to select Joey Porter Jr. And so, yeah, they got two for him.
2: Uh, Night one of the WNBA playoffs had zero drama. The Suns scorched the Lynx 90-60. Then the Aces handled the sky, 87-59. And now... Why don't we get stunned? doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA Show is stunned to a news. So, I don't know about you guys, but my goal is to never be in enough trouble where jail is a possibility. That seems like a fair bar. And so far, so good, but let's just say I take a misstep or two and... The police are coming. I'd probably do a lot of running in that scenario to stay away from jail as long as possible. But
3: <laughs> could I do? So if you run, jail might be more
2: likely. Adding charge, but maybe I get away. Okay. Maybe I get away. 52-year-old Vermont man Eric Edson was wanted for armed robbery when police first found him, apparently asleep in his car on August 30th. Edson woke up and sped away, allegedly injuring both the officers. Later that night, he had to run away from police. Then he stole a bike to move faster. And then he took to the water, stealing a sailboat. Wow. So the Coast Guard got involved, only to have Edson run the sailboat aground and then flee into the cliffs. So now he's on the loose for a couple of days. But last Thursday, police got a tip about a man matching his description on a kayak Going down a river, when police arrived, Edson went ashore, ran a little, then jumped back in the river and swam across. That
3: is amazing.
2: there were cops on that side too, and now he's finally in police custody. So he went car, run, bike, boat, whatever, for a couple of days,
3: kayak, swim, run, jail. Okay, I have the best idea. This is an Iron Man competition. <laughs> what he just did, you should then plot out for these people that go do the tough mudders and stuff on weekends. That's that's doing everything. Now you have to learn how to sail. <laughs> yeah. so, but look, that is an incredible workout
2: right there. So our good friend Katie Lindendal has done these. I think they're called Murphs. Now they're it's a very serious thing. It's it's in honor of a soldier. It was a workout he did. It's yeah. like sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups. You got to run with like a weighted vest and you just, you do a Murph. So you want to do an Edson now totally. for exercise. Yes.
3: This is way better than a 5K. You know, you, you sign up for one of these 5Ks, a bunch of kids and grannies walk in, everybody's lollygagging, a bunch of lollygaggers. You get done. It's like, all right, I guess I kind of broke a sweat. It's fine. I got some calories burned. If you sign up, and I once did a Tough mutter. If you sign up for one of these bad boys, an Edson, you have to. It's 21 miles in some regard. Right. There's a bike. That's good. That's good for your legs. Yeah. Then there's running, that's good for your whole body workout. And let's
2: just let's cut the sailboat out and just do the kayak.
3: Okay, kayak's good, right? That's yeah. a good arm workout, upper body. You're getting your delts and your tries and your pecs worked out. Then you're doing some swimming. That's a great all-body workout. Correct. You're on turf. You're on land. Then you're in the water. You do a little bit more running. Honestly, an Edson, if you did an Edson once a year, that's, that's a freaking good competition.
2: Let me take it back to the legal front. I know that jail overcrowding is an issue across this country. Yeah. What if we... At some point, you know, we collect 20 or 30 individuals who are in trouble but don't necessarily need to go to jail as punishment. What if we hold an Edson for them and we say like mm-hmm. the top five or ten finishers, that's it. That's they're literally their get out of jail free card. The other guys have to go do their sentence.
3: I don't mind that either. I don't mind running a combine for prisoners okay. to see who's in and who's out. If you if you fail the combine, sorry, it's life in prison. Yeah. Well, you I mean, I know realities. about life.
2: There's this is there's a writer's strike. We could just do this for reality shows. That's reality true. Shows. No, right? not scabs it. though here. But again, this is strike two. Yesterday you're taking a shot at Boise. Now you're anti-union.
3: You know what I would call this? You know what I would call this competition? The Fez Belucci. <laughs> I would call this the Fez Belucci <laughs> Invitational. I think it's a great idea. Jared's in South Carolina. Jared, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Uh, sitting in this lovely traffic, listening to
2: your radio show as usual. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Thank you. But uh, I was listening to you guys talking about Madden. You said you play video games. That game came out in 1988. It's one of the most popular games ever. I don't know how you guys can cover sports and play video games and not
3: hear of it. I mean, I guess it's because I haven't played video games in a long time. But, I mean, you would have thought I would have heard of this guy, this coach supposedly he was a coach my my son has the game and he doesn't have a job
2: i don't know how he paid for it but it exists on the console in my house right now well
3: also guys we're just old give us a break here kids they're into video games these days we have full-time jobs it's like dion said you know santa can't enjoy his cookies amen right who who are we as middle-aged men with families to have time to be digging into video games? I mean, what? It's like duty of call or something like that and a John Madden football or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Who knows this type of stuff? And you'll learn this soon when AJ's a little bit
2: older and you need a break. You throw the video game on to distract him, and then you go somewhere else in the house. That's daddy time. Okay, I like that. Now, this is how I get my break. I can go sit down and read something. I can go watch something. I can go to the bathroom in peace for 10 minutes. So when that machine goes on, Mm. I'm not asking questions. What are you playing? Mm -hmm. Who's that?
3: Got other things to worry about here, guys. Exactly. John tweets, the fact that you don't know who Madden is, a Hall of Fame football coach and announcer, means maybe you shouldn't have a sports radio show, D.A., Madden football is a new game every year for the last 30 years. Hey, guys, how is this possible? There's a new game every year? What could change every year? There's a new, the, When I remember it, Mario Brothers came out and then Super Mario 2 was like five years later. Then Super Mario 3 was like three years later. Sonic and Sonic, there's not a Sonic game every year or else we'd be up to Sonic 28 or something like
2: that. Where's Double Dribble 30? No, there was just Double Dribble or Blades of Steel. I I got it. I
3: played it until I didn't want to play it anymore. I think John's information is bad. It's every year there's a game from this dude and this dude's not even alive anymore. I looked it up.
2: It's also, it's not. How can
3: he program a game anymore? (sighs) It's not surprising that you don't know about
2: this because you just learned of like Breaking Bad. You're usually slow on these things. Uh Uh-huh. I'm disappointed in myself because I'm supposed to be the guy that's got the finger on the pulse of the younger generation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be here to tell you about things like this, not join you in your confusion.
3: Joe tweets, John Madden football. Is this like the old NFL game day series on PlayStation?
1: I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy here. But I will say, though, game day sounds like a little bit of a better name than John <laughs> Madden, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, right. You know, it. Game day, okay. I kind of get it there. You know, yeah. you're playing a game, football, NFL, okay. Wait, and this is not Tech Mobile. Apparently
3: not. But again, Tecmo Bowl had two iterations, Tecmo Bowl and Super Mobile. Now you're telling me there's a new game by this coach I've never heard of every single year? Seems to be, I think I'm getting trolled by the listeners, frankly. I think these people are trying to throw me off the scent, make me sound stupid or feel stupid. So I'm not taking the bait anymore here, guys. I think you guys are now just trolling me. When we come back here
1: on the show, Travis Kelsey landed Taylor Swift, DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: This is CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. You can always check us out on your phone, stream us using the CBS Sports app or the Odyssey app. According to a source, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been quietly hanging out She saw him when she was in New York City a few weeks ago. This is from The Messenger and reps for both Swift and Kelsey declined comment. Travis Kelsey, before he said on his podcast with his brother, before one of her tour stops over the summer, he tried to talk to her before the the show and made a bracelet for her with his phone number on it and she declined. She hasn't talked to anybody before the show. Now, Taylor Swift, man, say what you want about her music if you don't like it, whatever. She's a gamer. She performs for three and a half hours every show, sometimes through wind and rain. That is impressive. She is, she's committed to the cause. She is she's a tough cookie. She and she puts on a show show. That's a performance. So I got a lot of respect. I also have respect for Kelsey because. He took it on the chin early on this one. He looked like he was a soft pushover lame-o by, you know, printing out phone number, putting it on a bracelet. Would you please talk to me, Taylor Swift? Then you get blown off, and everyone's like, oh, my God, what a schmuck. This is like a classic John Cusack 1980s movie. You might as well hold a boombox outside of her window. At the end, it worked. He looked like a schmuck early, but it got her. Now, who knows if it goes anywhere? But it made enough news to where, do I think she knows who the tight end of the Chiefs is? No, I don't. Kelsey, though, put himself out there for an early L to take a late W. It's an amazing strategy. Kelsey was playing chess. Others were playing checkers. You line up an early loss for a big win down the road. Yeah, you look lame. Yeah, you look like you're not even in that stratosphere. You look like you got punked. You look like, you know, you're, you are You could be an alpha and go out there and get all these other women if you want. You're Travis Kelsey. I'm sure you go to a bar in Kansas City, and it's not hard. And here he is. No, you know, I'm just making a bracelet. I really like Swifty. I really love her music. Oh, shucks. She's not talking to me. Boom, that becomes news. She feels bad for you. Who's this? What's the story? Her rep tells her about it. Suddenly, uh, maybe I want to talk to this guy. Then they do, and now that's when you're in. You can show your true colors. Now you, now you sell her on personality, and now she's watching game film with you of the Lions. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant calculation by Kelsey.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,